Honestly, we've had a kind of simplistic uh, relationship with COVID-19. You have it or you don't have it. You try to avoid it. It stays, uh, it doesn't go away, or it does go away, or even worse, you live or you die. Pretty straightforward, pretty simplistic. However, there are a lot of nuances and other circumstances surrounding COVID-19 that aren't talked about very often, but have been well-researched by Michigan Medicine. In fact, Dr. Edward Claflin is with us. He's a clinical assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Michigan Medicine. He's also the associate medical director of inpatient rehabilitation. Dr. Claflin, welcome to the Paul W. Smith Show on WJR. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I am excellent, thank you, and I am all ears regarding some of the things that I have read in advance that you folks have been working on, and that is the functional decline in hospitalized patients, things that that we haven't really thought or talked very much about that especially seem to be happening in the early months of the pandemic. Can you, uh, can you kind of uh, explain this to us? Well, I think you did a perfect job of summarizing uh, what we were looking at. We were seeing people in the first wave of the pandemic who, you know, obviously there were a lot of people who were passing away, which was tragic, but we were seeing a lot of people who were leaving the hospital in substantially worse condition, not, you know, obviously having passed away, but having a lot of new functional problems, like being able to take care of themselves or move around. And so we wanted to explore that in greater detail. Yeah, I never thought about it. The people that would go home and we'd say, hey, celebration, they, they're they able to go home. And then finding out that many of them needed a walker, a, a wheelchair, medical supervision, that really hasn't been talked about very much. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so that was what we were looking at with this research. We grabbed kind of a chunk of patients that had been hospitalized in the first wave of the pandemic from uh, March to May of last year and then we looked at those people's charts to try to get indications of whether or not they would had a significant impact on their ability to take care of themselves at the time of they discharged and then looking at when those people went home and how they did after that so um, we looked at about I think 311 total cases and then we summarized I think just under 300 when all was said and done and one of the biggest obstacles or challenges of doing this work is trying to define what constitutes a meaningful change in function. Is it, you know, somebody uh, can't walk as far as they did before, or is it that they can't do it independently? And so we had a little bit of a challenge with that, but the ultimate uh, way that we decided to kind of define a change in function was whether or not somebody needed new therapy services like physical therapy, needed new equipment like a cane or a walker, like you said, or if they needed to go to a different level of care after they went home, if they had been living independently and needed to go home with a family member because they needed help, then all of those are indications that something significant has happened to that person's ability to care for themselves. Dr. Edward Claflin with us, clinical assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Michigan Medicine, also the associate medical director of inpatient rehabilitation, Help me understand this. We're talking about the early survivors. Is that just because you wanted to go back as far as you could in the study? Or were we treating the early survivors in a different way with different medicines, different plans 
that might have led to 50% of the patients experiencing significant functional decline? Now, that's a great question. I'm not sure I'm able to answer it directly about, you know, what variant of the disease causes the most impact on people's physical function. I think as much as anything, this is a consequence of the gears of research turning slowly. You know, we started all this work back in in May of last year, and we finally got it all done about, you know, six months ago now. I... The Newer, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. What you have to say um, is far more so, important than what I have to ask. <laughs> I don't agree with that, but I really appreciate the attention. So what we ended up looking at was really this first wave, and I do think that there's good evidence that there was a lot of uh, morbidity and mortality, meaning people getting really sick and then having a lot of problems, both um, long-term functional impact and people being debilitated and needing rehabilitation as well as people passing away. I, I think that most of the data that we have now suggests that people are, um, the survival rate of hospitalized patients with COVID is better than it used to be. So again, we don't know if there was a big spread in the community initially or not, but uh, what we really wanted to see was, again, just like you said, what happens to those people who are hospitalized but survive and we did end up finding that about 45% of those people had a measurable impact on how they were able to take care of themselves when they went home. And 20% of those people who had been previously independent had the new impacts such that they weren't able to discharge alone or had to go to a facility like a rehabilitation or a nursing home. Doc, we have less than a minute uh, left, but I already know you're a proponent of the vaccine. What are your learned thoughts about the possibility of needing boosters? Um, I think that if it helps people to live better and die less, then I'm in favor. Boy, it doesn't get any. I think <laughs> it doesn't get any more direct <laughs> than that. If we can live better and not die, I'm all for it too. <laughs> I, right on. I, I really appreciate you coming on board. I hope we have a chance to speak with you often. You uh, you make it all so understandable to the rest of us, and we really appreciate it, Doc. I appreciate your time, too. Thank you so much, and have a great day. You do the same. Dr. Edward Claflin, uh, Clinical Assistant Professor of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Michigan Medicine. He's also the Associate Medical Director of Inpatient Rehabilitation, and we continue to work hard to keep you healthy. We love you. We want you to stick around and stay with us here on the Paul W. Smith Show at WJR. 